Welcome to the Mindfulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Zwana. Let's get into it. Hey guys, this week's guests are Kim and Linda. They are a dynamic duo who turned their yearning for creativity into a thriving business called My Creative Break. Um, so if you're feeling stuck in your professional life or itching for something more, uh, these ladies came up with this business concept that may speak to you. Uh, essentially they felt tied down in their careers, took a sabbatical and during that sabbatical explored different ways to be creative and express their creativity, which eventually led them down this unexpected path to start a business. Um, So we'll obviously get into what the concept of my creative break is, but you know, they're helping people change their lives and encouraging individuals and corporations, you know, team teams and stuff like that in companies um, to tap into their creative sides to help with communication and growth and all this stuff. And what's really cool is that um, these ladies had met during improv, like acting improv. So they use techniques um, that they learn in those acting classes to help with the, in, within these workshops. So um, that's all I'll say. I hope you guys enjoy the episode and I'll check back with you later. This podcast is brought to you by Nomad Creative. Visit nomadcreative.com for all of your marketing, branding, and social media needs. Alrighty, welcome Kim and Linda. I'm so excited to have both of you ladies on. Um, we had a really quick chat last week and I was like, wow, like these women have a story to tell. Um, so obviously we're going to dive into your business, my creative break. Um, there's a lot to tell about that. But before we get into that, I'd love our guests to get a little intro on each of you, um, and then we can dive into the actual business. So Kim, give us a little background on you and how the creative break kind of came to be. Yes. So my name is Kim, and I actually have a background working in marketing, and um, I'm also a really creative person. Like, I like everything creative. I like writing. I like dancing, photography, um, exploring, and um, that's the kind of person I was when I was growing up. And um, I, uh, like I mentioned, I was working in marketing, and I did that for almost 10 years. And I was working in the in the software field, so I did um, marketing for IT and tech companies for a really long time. And at one point, I um, I kind of like felt like I wanted to do more, like I wanted a change, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I kind of like I was thinking about it, and I felt like I missed doing the stuff that I used to do which was um, dancing and writing. And um, at one point I was just feeling like really stuck at my job. I Mm -hmm. kind of felt like, you know, I needed to do something like totally different. And I I still didn't know what that was. So um, after hearing Linda's story, which you'll hear after, um, I kind of decided that, okay, I'm going to take the opportunity 
to really do something that I've always wanted to do, which was to travel for a really long time. So I ended up leaving my marketing job and I did some traveling and um, yeah. And like long story short, I traveled through Europe, through Asia, ended up in Morocco doing a a, a retreat there. And um, all the people I met along the way kind of inspired me um, to like follow my passions, which is the root of my creative break. And um, after you hear Linda's story, it'll kind of come come together. And um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty much uh, how um, uh, my creative break kind of started from from my travel experience and from Linda's story, which I'm sure she'll tell you. Yeah, no, I love I love how you know it came from a place where you're like. I need a break, you know, like that's really the the business name. Like, I feel like I need a break. You used creativity to kind of fuel you in that break. Um, So it's such a cool uh, concept in the business. So before we do get into that concept, because guys, I'm sure you're like, what the hell do they do? (laughs) Linda, let us know a little bit more about your background and then maybe guide us into the introduction between you and Kim and how, you know, the whole concept of the business came to be. Yes, uh, Linda, the other half of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, so I'm Linda. And um, so on my end, I've always been also a very creative person, but very shy. Uh, I always kept to myself. I had this like big dreams and aspirations like, oh, I love to go on stage. I'd love to write. I love to perhaps have my own play, uh, go on Broadway on someday or whatnot, have my, my show. But yes, I was always shy and I, re- I never really acted on it. Um, so by trade, I'm an accountant. So that's, you know, I come from a background from accounting and I really never acted on everything creative. I just really stayed in that lane of accounting. Um, but what was cool is that, that my job, I was able to one day take a uh, sabbatical. So one, you know, once in your career. And, um, you know, I was also looking to really connect to that side of my creativity. Um, And I came upon an improv class and that's where everything changed for me. And that's actually where I met Kim through improv. So um, really looking at, uh, you know, through the help of improv, what I what helped me is really it got me to be a little bit more adventurous, getting me out of my comfort zone. And I really jumped into that opportunity to go away for a year taking a creative sabbatical, I call it. So a creative mm-hmm. sabbatical. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to put my accounting hat just on the side and I'm going to live as a creative, try new stuff that I always wanted to try. So, you know, sh- shoot a short film, write in cafes and try things like, like stand up. I tried a lot of things and really it it just rejuvenated me. I, I was just a totally different person. And when I came back, I was like, OK, that's I'm super grateful to have my job back. But, you know, just like Cinderella, like before, like it strikes midnight. I'm like, OK, what do I do now? Because like Paris is over. I have to kind of come back to work, but I want to still have that feeling, that feeling of just like connecting to my creativity, my creative side and doing things that I enjoy doing. And that's where um, Kim and I, we, we sat down and we talked about like, how can we continue like motivating each other and meet perhaps even having a community that helps others to connect to their passions, doing stuff that they want to do. And that's how like my creative break came around. 
Yeah, that's so cool. I love that you guys literally just like kind of followed what your heart was telling you, you know, and this is something that, you know, obviously being in the creative industry, it's very natural for me to do these kinds of things. But for others who might be, let's say, you know, in accounting or in a field that's maybe not as creative as design, for instance, um, and even someone who's in design like me, to be able to take that time off and explore that creativity in a different way through a different matter, whether it's through acting or through improv, you know, um, it could be dancing, singing, whatever. It could be painting, you know. Um, creativity really doesn't have any limit. And I love that you both kind of just said, let me do it, and that you found this, you know, sense of peace and relaxation and rejuvenation in that whole story. So my creative break, how like the two of you met during improv. What was really like the guiding force of, you know what, we need to do this. We need to show other people that they can also find this freedom through creativity and like, let's start a business ultimately, you know? Yes. So yeah, it's, we didn't start with like the mindset of just like, okay, we're going to do this as a business. It was more of just like, we felt a certain way. Like we felt rejuvenated. We felt like this is fun. This is a feeling that we want to have throughout our lives. Like sometimes we're very busy or busy lives and we don't connect to things that we want to do. So what can we do to continue, even if we're working, even if we're busy, having that kind of space to just like, okay, this is my time. This is the time that I do something for myself. This is some, you know, something that I love or explore mm-hmm. something perhaps that you've been dreaming about for the longest time. So we wanted to really, uh, and also because people asked us, uh, a lot of people when we we uh, just told them about our experiences, they were just like, okay, how did you do it? How did it come about? And we were just like, okay, you know what? Maybe uh, we'll try to do just like having a community, do some motivation, really encourage people uh, through you know, to, through our experiences and maybe they can also, uh, have their own experience to have their own creative break. So that's really how mm-hmm. it came about, but also then we expand and we're just like, okay, the improv element came about and we just, okay, maybe we're going to start incorporating some fun games so people can connect in a fun way and also, uh, do some creative stuff at the same time. So we incorporated like improv games to do, um, some little workshops. So we started like that, um, slowly. <laughs> That's like how it came. Yeah. I'm going to add yeah. that, you know, um, when, when we came back together after our creative breaks, we, um, we, we, we were having a conversation and we were trying to figure out, you know, what was it that allowed us to actually, you know, take the steps and follow these because that, like Linda said, people were asking us, how did we do it? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, for us, it was like, we don't know, we we just did it. But we were trying to like, re- supernaturally, right? Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah. that all stemmed from improv, because, you know, the first thing that they train you in improv is to say, yes, and like, accept something that's being thrown at you. And, and add something, even though you don't know what's coming, right? So that kind oh, of mentality stuck with us. And, you know, that's kind of how we started. Yeah, I love that. Yes. And it's not the first time I've heard that I've heard. I wonder if like in the life coaching that's being done, you also coach in that way, because I've, you know, worked with a life coach before, too. And that's really how she communicates. It's no, not like a but, but it's an and, you know, so it kind of like opens the door to opportunity. So it's like kind of like the idea that like two things can be true and and kind of like being a yes man or yes woman. Um, it all kind of like falls into that same category, which is 
pretty cool. So, um, Kim, what's like an example of a workshop? Cause I know that you guys go and support companies and as well as, you know, individuals. Um, but if let's say a company were to hire you guys to come in and support and whether it be, you know, like team building or just, um, building relationships within the company, things like that, maybe it's confidence boosting. Uh, could you give me an example of like, cause you're, you're saying you guys do these, these workshops, but like, what does that really look like? you know, for someone who's like, okay, we're going to do a workshop to help with team building using improv. Like I can't imagine what that looks like. So could you give me an example of like an exercise that you would maybe have them do? Um, so when we, when we, when we say like we use improv as a base for everything we do, um, we don't mean that we make people start acting and going on stage, okay. doing like comedy <laughs> improv. So I think that's like, um, that's the, the thing that's hard to grasp because like when people think of improv, that's what they think of. Um, right. Yeah. For us, improv really means to, to do something that's unplanned. So to take something and accept it, even if you don't know what's coming. So we, we uh, use different yeah. kind of techniques to explore that. So we'll use we'll use some art, we'll do some journaling, we'll do some storytelling, some group work, and we'll put people in situations like this is what's happened. Hey, what's gonna what what can happen next? Or like we'll, we'll do some storytelling, say, um, you know, to start start telling a story about something basic like your day. But then, you know, what would you do? What happens next, right? So it's all about mm-hmm. getting in that playful mindset and, um, yeah, just, just playing and saying yes and adding things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like there there might be a lot of kind of like pushback or hesitation with that word improv, right? So like from a business perspective, Linda, what have you guys or ladies been working on to, you know, better communicate this to anyone who might be hearing improv and being like, oh no, no way. <laughs> yes. that is, Yeah, totally. And this it's the first thing people say like, oh my God, no, it's so yeah. scary. And, and we always say like, and, um, you know, it's not about going on stage or just like, oh, you're going to tell jokes. You're going to be a comedian right away or whatnot. For us, it's like we use the improv techniques and to help people to be because improv is all about also listening um, and communicating. So we, you know, for a company, for instance, like if they say like what, you know, your, your exercise with that, what is it going to bring? It's a lot of listening, listening to others, others, because listening to the offer when we say yes and when we do this exercise you become a better listener because you have to listen to receive the information and then add upon it so then you mm. know then you communicate so there's a lot of communication we help with communication skills listening skills but it also of course confidence because you're you know we try to make it very playful and a lot of us we kind of forgot when we were in kindergarten we were just like well, play like okay we're gonna uh, be uh king of castles queen of a castle yeah. <laughs> you know um but together as a team even like when we do team building sometimes it's good to just have a little bit of role play and just kind of break those barriers like let's imagine we're going some some place but all the role playing we're doing is about connecting we want to just mm-hmm. like people to see each other in another light in a different light but also like oh i didn't know this person had like this in you know this kind of like playfulness in, in between in, in them so it's 
very cool to see that, to see like others um, getting out of their comfort zone little by little, being surprised by, you know, what you're being thrown in this new world, but also working on those skills like, okay, it could be a new world, but maybe we're, we're working on, um, you know, maybe designing something together, which will help for the company, like brainstorming and just how do we bring ideas together and let others like kind of like build this like one at a time, one word at a time or one phrase at a time. So we use all of that kind of playfulness, this kind of a plan, but also just, um, yeah, just make sure like people are connecting and listening uh, to each other. So all of that Mm -hmm. can be applied to company. And in, in, in all in all, I would say at the end, people are usually very happy. Um, so bring that sense of just like, okay, it's fun. We relax. It's a little bit, um, we're not stressed, just like better for mental health as well. So yeah, it feels like play is like very much at the forefront of this, which I really love. Honestly, it's bringing me back to when I was in elementary school, my grade six teacher, um, basically had us do improv, like the actual acting improv and do little skits and give us scenarios to help us basically practice and use the language. Um, and I remember loving it personally. I always loved acting. I was never in like the drama club or anything, but I wonder why I wasn't because I really did love it. Um, I think I was kind of like too shy in a weird way, even though I was always super outgoing. Um, but I did grow up going to sleepaway camp every summer and we would have bonfires at night and our little like individual, like camp groups would come up with skits every single night. And it was the most fun we would get dressed up and look so silly and like put on accents and just like come up with like, honestly, the the dumbest stuff, but like just to be able to kind of go back to, you know, your roots, being young, being a child, being carefree, not being worried about that judgment, I think is so crucial. And I feel like that's a lot of the messaging that's coming through in the way that you guys are running your workshops, you know, bringing back that youth and that playfulness and really just connecting on a human level. Right. That's right. That's right. What, what, what's something Kim on, on your end, you would feel so for example, I was too shy to, let's say, join the drama club. For someone who is is coming into one of your workshops or in, in life in general, who might be a little bit more um, hesitant uh, about coming out of their comfort zone, what is an actionable piece of advice or mindset shift that you would recommend for someone like this that feels kind of stuck? They're like, I, I want to do it, but I'm kind of scared. And it's, you know, a lot of it is very much like the judgment and just letting go. What is like a piece of advice that you could give someone who's in that headspace? Oh, we always tell people, um, like, you shouldn't be afraid to come to, like, our workshops or our event. And um, especially, like, if they're afraid, a lot of people are afraid to come by themselves. And, like, we mm-hmm. we know that. We've been there. Like, the first time I took an improv class and Linda, too, we were terrified. Like, if you've seen us, like, years ago, yeah. we were really <laughs> shy. And, like, if you had told us, like, 10 years ago, like, hey, you guys would be actually doing improv and um, doing incorporating that in your everyday lives, we would be like, absolutely no way. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> and so we know that. So the way we run all our events and all our workshops, it, we start really slowly. We start with something really basic, like a group activity that everybody does all together. And this could be something really like basic, like, hey, everybody tell, tell each other your names and why is that your name? 
like very, very simple things that you do yeah. every day, but you don't realize mm-hmm. that you actually do improv every day. You, you, you talk about things that you weren't prepared for. You come across situations sure. that, you know, mm-hmm. you like you, you were not you ready didn't for plan to have a reaction for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. And if I, it's I, true. I, oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, if I may add um, to that, like being like uh, a person that's shy, like been shy all my life, um, I would say like my advice to people who are just like, is it just be yourself? Honestly, Mm -hmm. just be yourself and take it one step at a time. Um, It's really important to just like, because sometimes it can be overwhelming and say, okay, I'm going to come to the event. I have to talk. I have to do this and that. No, uh, just, you know, be yourself and be open-minded and be your, uh, you know, and it's going to be just okay. Because that's the same thing. I came with that mindset of openness. When I came to the improv class, I didn't know what I was going to get myself into. And believe me, when I was there, I was like, what is going on? But <laughs> it was fun. But I saw, I was like, oh my God, people are just like doing things that we were doing, uh, you know, in elementary school. Uh, I've and- seen, I've seen like skits on like in movies and stuff and people in improv and they're just like making weird sounds and noises and faces. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Everyone was just like, okay, you are now, everyone is a chicken and we'll go around like this, you know? So, but it was, yeah. it was fun. It was liber- liberating because it's a part of ourselves that sometimes uh you know because of our jobs or just like being adults we kind of repress that we suppress that we just don't think about it anymore it's not it's not cool to be you know to play it's it's like it's you know childish but when you really touch that side it's so like it's wow you you forgot about it and it's it's yeah I feel like liberating is like the perfect word to describe it I'm like almost like feeling it through you through the screen (laughs) recording this like the liberation that comes through and I'm just remembering even my feeling in in doing that like it's it's just so fun who doesn't want to have fun exactly exactly right Makes total sense. I love the concept. So let's get into a little bit more of like the business side of it all. So you you come up with this concept, this idea for another entrepreneur who may have an idea. What was your first step in, you know, getting it together aside from obviously coming up with the name? Oh, yeah. Okay. So no, first of all, yeah, we had to come to, okay, a business plan and just making sure like, is this, is this idea viable as a business? Mm -hmm. What are we going to offer exactly? What is like, or, or market? So really kind of like, because we had run, you know, workshops and we, people told us about things that they wanted also. So we were just like, okay, that's, that's something that has legs. Uh, uh, So we, try to just like, okay, we're going to offer more workshops. So that's, or was our first things that are offering. So more workshops to help people connect. Um, especially it was like during the pandemic. So that's, that's a, mm-hmm. a lot of people were just like uh, by themselves. So a lot of people wanted to connect. So that's like, we were going with that, that angle to help people just like connect and offer different types of workshops and seeing what works, what's the demand and, and try to figure out our offering. So that was one of the first thing. And also then all the admin stuff, like incorporating right. and just bank like, accounts. exactly yeah. having our first, you know, business bank account and everything. So yeah. 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 It makes total sense. Was like, what's been the hardest part so far? Because you guys are still in the earlier stages of, of starting and running a business. What would you say Kim has been the hardest part so far in the business aspect? Um, I think it would be getting people to really understand like 
what our offerings are and um, mm-hmm. like getting them to understand like the improv aspect as in like you know it's not really right. like you know full improv like we really just use the techniques we learn in improv and also mm-hmm. um getting people to understand what creativity really means because we say we make creative break and we do creative things and a lot of people think they have to be like professional artists who go to drawing and painting to come to our events right. and um, we always explain that you know creativity is not just about artistic things you know it's about it's about mm-hmm. taking risks thinking outside the box doing things different surrounding yourself with different people so yeah yeah it's not always about just like being the best artist or best painter or best whatever. It's about going and experiencing and doing and just expressing yeah. yourself in whatever form that looks like, even if it looks like shit, because I, I suck at painting. I'd probably go and do like a really shitty painting, but will it be fun? Yeah. I'd love to like finger paint, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Totally. Yes. Yes. And Anything also, to add there, Linda? Yeah, I can add, of course. Um, so aside from that as well, I think just being, um, you know, because we're just starting or marketing and just getting the word out. So mm-hmm. that's also been like, uh, just like a little bit hard, you know, just be, to get people to know like who we are and yeah. what we do, putting ourselves out there and connecting to people and just like, yeah, mar- the marketing side as well, just like word to mouth. And so that's been like, yeah to establish yourself, that's been like a struggle a little bit. For sure. It's it's always a struggle. I mean, as an entrepreneur myself, it, it, it all happened very organically for me because I was a designer. I pulled on in, in freelance clients and then I eventually kept growing my clientele, building a team, et cetera. And it was really honestly until this year, I hadn't spent a single dime on marketing. It was all word of mouth. So that just goes to show how powerful that is. Truthfully, like truth be told, it's been more powerful than any kind of like marketing or advertising I've done. But if you think about marketing, I'm, I'm saying like marketing more from like a like a monetary perspective. Whereas if you think about it, I've actually been marketing indirectly for years, right? Posting on social media, having a strong website, and even just that word of mouth and that communication between other people, that is still technically marketing. Someone is talking about your business and sharing about your business. So if you can do a good job and share, that's been the, the most amazing way I find to grow. But it certainly is, I think, you know, being a branding agency now, and, and dealing and having a lot of clients in that space um, of coming and, and starting and launching and needing to grow and looking to build that awareness. A lot of the time it's in the little things and whether it's from my personal experience or from all of the experiences of the other clients that I've dealt with, sometimes people expect these like immediate results. It's like, you're going to put out an ad and everyone's going to sign up or, you know, like you launch a website and everything's going to get sold out. It's like, it doesn't work that way. There are like millions and millions and millions of websites and businesses online. And just because you have a domain name doesn't mean that people are going to find you, you know? So there is a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes to be seen. And a lot of it isn't necessarily directly correlated to a dollar amount, right? So like I said, like with social media, we're posting consistently on social media. Is that generating specific money into the business? Not necessarily, but people are able to land on our page, see that we're professional, see that we're providing value. And that's basically what we tell our clients, right? It's like, you have to be visible. You have to have you, the, the way that you present yourself is so important, right? Talk about first impressions. So like if your website, like 
functions like half-ass and like certain things don't click or it's not mobile friendly. Like all these little things matter. And half the time when companies come to us for branding, that first step is really to audit everything and take a look at all of those aspects because we want to make sure that number one, there's that cohesion and number two, the user experience and the value that we're providing the users is there. So if that does anything for you guys, <laughs> you know, I'm sure that that's, that's something that you're focusing on too in this, in this stage. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be pushed by ads, like especially with, with your story and, you know, doing things like this podcast, it's such a great way to go out and share and explain the concept of the business without necessarily it leading to an, an exact dollar amount, you know? Yes. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. what's what's been what's been one of let's say the most exciting things that has happened or rewarding things that has happened since um starting my creative break most rewarding thing i think for us um you know just having live events because when we started it was during the pandemic so we we had planned to mm, launch yeah. right before the pandemic the pandemic hit so kind of like through you know, a curveball. Um, we had to adapt a little bit uh, when we launched, and then things started opening up. So doing live events was really great to um, really connect in person, which is really very different from you know connecting online. It's, yeah. So um, for us, that was very exciting. So having our first event. So last year we had our first event, live event. That was like. That was great. And we're actually coming up like with uh, one year anniversaries coming up of live events. So that's, we're super excited oh, about so that. Fun. So that's something that, um, yeah, we, we, we were so happy about that. You guys have an event coming up in like the next couple of days, right? Yes. Talk to, talk to me about that. What's going on? Yes. Um, this week we are actually having our one year anniversary celebration and um, we decided to combine our normal networking night with a paint night. So like extra creativity. Oh, yeah. So is anyone welcome? Yes, anybody is welcome to come. And uh, Anybody's welcome. Is, uh, Give us the deets. <laughs> Sunday, September 24th. Um, this one's in Montreal at Ye Old, Ye Old Orchard Pub at 4 p.m. Very cool. Very exciting. So anyone can just show up. Do they have to sign up or register anywhere? They do. They need a register um, on our website. We, we have a couple of tickets left for that one. Cool. Great. Yes. Anything yes. else? Yes. Yes, <laughs> we do. And then so that's coming up. And then next week we'll be in Toronto. So oh, okay, uh, we'll good. Have... Montreal, Toronto. Yeah, both sides. Yes. So on uh, next Wednesday on um, the 27th. So we have an event uh, um, as well, and that's going to be a regular networking night. So, and when you say networking, we say always networking with a twist. So we add the, mm-hmm. those little fun games and everything. So it's going to be really sip, play, connect, and just like meet other, you know, people like professionals, uh, just like fun people around. So that's going to be, we're excited cool. to go to, to go back to Toronto. So, yeah. Yeah. Is this something you guys do regularly is host these networking events? Yes, we do. Um, Every month we should, you know, at least once a month we have an event. So so we we can check all the deets on our website. So yes, but we we try to make them as regular as possible. So at least once a month. And then, you know, Toronto, we come maybe once or twice a year. So 
Perfect. Perfect. Well, ladies, it's been such a pleasure having you. But before I conclude the podcast, I always end with a segment called Mindful Minute. Um, So I'd love to hear from each of you a piece of advice that you've learned from your lives so far that you would want to share with our listeners that may help them or impact them in their lives. So I'll uh, I'll start with you, Linda. Okay. A piece of advice. Um, for me, it's, I would say, of course, I, we talk a lot about improv. It has a huge impact, like the, mm-hmm. the yes and, um, but really applying just like one step at a time. Everything that you do, you know, give it time, give yourself some grace because um, it doesn't happen just like instantly. So even uh, for me, my journey being, like I said, it was super shy. And if I have like an advice for people who are shy, who are introverted and say like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or do that. Mm-hmm. To have You just like have some grace uh, to yourself because just one step at a time, every little step counts. So that's what I would say. Every little step counts. Um, so don't dismiss anything that you're, you're doing. Everything counts and it will come together. I love that. What about you, Kim? I'm going to say... Um... You should always take risks and try things, even if you don't know, like, if this is a good idea or not. Like, some people, they say, oh, I have this idea, but I don't know if it's good, so I'm not going to try it. No, we go ahead, you know, try it. You never know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, what it's going to come to. Um, We didn't expect to come this far. We just said, we're going to try one workshop, and here we are. And, um, yeah, you um, you should expect things to change, like, you know, some things, like, you might try something and it might not come out like you wish, but, you know, accept that and accept that change. Like, you know, a lot of things that we've done has redirected us to where we are today. So that's what I'd say. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I resonate with that too. Cause I feel like a lot of people have this kind of like one track mind and it's like, this is what I'm going to do. And if I veer off, it's like, I've either failed or, or I'm doing something wrong, but that's not necessarily the case. And really kind of just like, listening to to like your heart and what feels right and just because something isn't in that original idea or path doesn't mean that it's the wrong way to go right Mm -hmm. because ultimately we're always growing and changing and evolving so if you set a plan 10 years ago and you're still following that same exact plan chances are you're not even the same person so like how is that something that you can really follow, you know, like maybe you have ideas and goals and aspirations. Great. But those can change and evolve. So I totally, totally resonate with that. Um, And anyone I think that's like really stuck with that one idea almost is limiting themselves to Mm -hmm. doing and achieving more by potentially saying no to things and opportunities that would perhaps open doors for them in, in ways that maybe they wouldn't if if they were, you know, thinking the other way. So. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, it resonated too with me as well. And I, I'll just mm-hmm. add a little thing uh, quickly. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. So sometimes yeah. like, you know, just it, it's, it's so vital. Sometimes we, we, we are just in our corner, but we came along here and we met some wonderful people and that has supported us. So it's good sometimes to just like be open, ask for help if you need, uh, ask for support. Yeah. That's what's so cool about the business community too. It's like, once you're in it, there's always someone 
also doing something in business, you know, like it can be isolating because most of the time as an entrepreneur, like you're doing a lot of the things alone. But if you, you know, join these kind of networking events and communities and whether it's online or in person, like it really gives you that, that bouncing off point and people who can relate to you in one way or another. Um, and yeah, if you can, you know, lean on someone based on, you know, their experience, then why not? You know, we, we don't know everything. We never will. (laughs) So let's, let's, you know, take a jump forward and use everyone else's advice instead of having to learn everything on our own. (laughs) That's right. Yes, totally. Amazing. Well, thank you ladies so much for being here. Where can everybody find you on social media? It's actually really easy to find us on social media. We're everywhere, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, and our handle is my creative break on everything. Amazing. Perfect. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we'll chat next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, a review would be much appreciated. This podcast is brought to you by Nomad Creative. Visit nomadcreative.com for all of your marketing, branding, and social media needs.